Good evening, everyone. I thought I would share a poem that I read by Jeff Forster. Or maybe it's Jeff Foster. Um, he is a spiritual teacher that I've been following for a little bit, and he writes so beautifully. Um, it, the kind of words he writes just resonate for me on such a deep level. And when I read this, it just blew me away. So I'll, I'll go ahead, read it, and then share my thoughts and, and the big questions that came about from this poem. I, I don't um, have a title, um, but it's, it's just beautiful. Once I ran from fear, so fear controlled me, until I learned to hold fear like a newborn, listen to it, but not give in, honour it, but not worship it. Fear could not stop me anymore. I walked with courage into the storm. I still have fear, but it does not have me. Once, I was ashamed of who I was. I invited shame into my heart. I let it burn. It told me I am only trying to protect your vulnerability. I thanked shame dearly and stepped into life anyway, unashamed, with shame as a lover. Once I had great sadness buried deep inside. I invited it to come out and play. I wept oceans. My tear ducts ran dry. And I found joy right there, right at the core of my sorrow. It was heartbreak that taught me how to love. Once I had anxiety, a mind that wouldn't stop, thoughts that wouldn't be silent. So I stopped trying to silence them and I dropped out of the mind and into the earth, into the mud where I was held strong like a tree, unshakable, safe. Once, anger burned in my depths. I called anger into the light of myself. I felt its shocking power. I let my heart pound and my blood boil, listened to it finally, and it screamed, respect yourself fiercely now speak your truth with passion say no when you mean no walk your path with courage let no one speak for you anger became an honest friend a truthful guide a beautiful wild child once loneliness cut deep I tried to distance and distract and numb myself, ran to people and places and things, even pretended I was happy. But soon I could not run anymore and I tumbled into the heart of loneliness and I died and was reborn into an exquisite solitude and stillness that connected me to all things so I was not lonely 
but alone with all life. My heart one with all other hearts. Once I ran from diff difficult feelings. Now they are my advisors, confidants, friends. And they all have a home in me. And they all belong and have dignity. I am sensitive, soft, fragile. My arms wrapped around all my inner children. And in my sensitivity, power. In my fragility, an unshakable presence. In the depths of my wounds, in what I named darkness, I found a blazing light that guides me now into battle. I became a warrior when I turned towards myself and started listening. Wow, those words just blow me away. I, I don't even know where to start with such powerful words and it's it's the kind of poem that just speaks to your very gut and I have read this several times now and reading it out loud it just resonates on such a deep level that human experience and it brings up so many questions over why we allow ourselves to be so afraid of these feelings you know it's it's a reminder i i have a, a toddler she is two in less than a month and i oh my god charlie i can't believe you are two and she is fierce she has this little fighting warrior spirit and she will say no when she means no. And if she doesn't want to do something, she's just, just like, screw you all. And she'll run in the opposite direction. She doesn't really care whatsoever. She, she is strong. And, you know, I want to embrace that. And I want her to hold that. I don't want her to ever be in a situation where she feels that she can't speak up where she feels that she isn't heard and she isn't respected. And on the flip side, as her mother, you know, it's pretty exhausting. Sometimes you've just got to leave. Sometimes you've just got to get on with the day. Sometimes eating half a bowl of cake batter isn't the best idea when, you know, you're trying to get your kids fed, cared for, into bed, you know, all the basic stuff. And yet... I want to hold very gently that warrior spirit and, and that spirit that takes her emotions and says, yes, this is who I am unashamedly, 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 can't even say that properly, unashamed, unashamedly, uh, this is who she is. I still don't think I've said that right, but let's just move on. And, you know, I want her to carry that fire with her for the rest of her life because it is a fire that, unfortunately, 
especially for girls, gets dimmed and sometimes it gets completely put out. You know, I was the quintessential good girl. I did all the right things, you know, always trying to people please, always worrying about what other people are thinking of me, always making sure that, you know, what I said didn't offend and, 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 you know, would say yes when my heart was saying no and would say no when I really wanted to say yes, you know, and and we do this to keep peace because females especially, we are the peacemakers of society. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, men don't do their bit. I'm just going to speak now about the, my female experience. And, uh, you know, we are the peacemakers. And there's nothing wrong with being a peacemaker. And there's nothing wrong with negotiation. And there is nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm going to move a little bit back so you can move a little bit forward. And we, we you know, we have that dance and that balance. The problem is when you don't even acknowledge that you have the right to say no in the first place. You can actually stand up and say, no, it's not my choice to do this and say no respectfully and then go, you know what, I will give here with the understanding that you're going to give there. And, and understand that sometimes we do things for the benefit of others. And, and it can be at the expense of ourself. But if it's real inner power, it's not at the expense of our self-worth. It's one thing to say that I'm not going to do. So I'll give you an example you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very first world example. This is definitely not, you know, sacrificing anything major for the higher good, but helping out with my son at the school. Now I was time poor and, you know, I really didn't have much interest or desire to be getting involved in the PNC and volunteering but I did it because my son wanted to see me more at the school and get more involved with the school. And I really, really, really wanted, really didn't want to do this. But I, I put my hand up and I volunteered for him. And I wanted to do it also for myself. The truth of the matter is, you know, we are selfish beings. I, I liked the idea that I would get a sense of satisfaction because I contributed to our little school and you know let me just as a side note say I did my bit you know I helped raise nearly ten thousand dollars for the school so you know go me um but I hated most of that experience I hated most of that experience because it was such a lot of work because it was taking up hours and hours of my free time, usually on Sunday, uh, getting involved, you know, fundraising, doing all this stuff. And when I first put my hand up, I was like, you know, I couldn't work out why nobody wanted this job. And then as soon as I got into this role of fundraising for the school, I'm like, ah, now I know why, you know, nobody's volunteering for this position and I'm the stupid pleb who did. 
but I did it with the intention to help. And now that I've done it, do I regret it? I don't regret doing my bit. And there is a learning, learning, there's a lesson to be learned in everything. Uh, I think probably the biggest lesson for me was that, you know, being a volunteer um, for the parent and community committee for my son's school, not my thing. You know, I'm, I'm happy to volunteer my time and help in other ways, but that wasn't it. I did my bit though. And I did it even though I fought and kicked and screamed and, you know, I was just like, this is the, the, the role that I'd been given, which was, you know, drumming up business for the school and trying to convince, you know, donations and people giving us, you know, holidays. And, and it was just insane. Some of the donations that they, you know, ended up getting as prizes to raffle off. It was all like I fought the whole I just fought the whole process. It wasn't me. You know, I'm not one of these people who is, you know, any kind of marketing guru. You know, if I'd had some sort of, you know, BDM or management or marketing background, someone who can, you know, schmooze and network, great. Not me at all. I am really quite introverted, even though, you know, I've made my role as a facilitator and my job involves a lot of times you know just speaking to groups of people that I've never met before it seems crazy but I'm getting off course as I often do and and what I'm trying to come back to is that there was a lot of emotions in that situation and a lot of resentment for at towards myself and frustration and anger towards myself for you know getting myself into this kind of sticky situation in the first place now this is just a very superficial example you know all of us have stories that uh, are deep much deeper and, and I'm not going to go into those right now the question is can you honor those emotions can can you honor those feelings of this doesn't make me happy this is making me miserable this is scaring me can you feel those feelings and do what you know is right anyway can you honor those feelings and go here they are I'm not going to try and numb them with distraction and distraction can be you know in all kinds of forms it can be social media it can be food it can be alcohol it can be drugs it can be mindless scrolling it can be you know whatever your drug of choice to avoid feeling and dealing with what is in front of you you know I'll I'll be real for a moment and use the example of money and finances I have such shame around my feelings of the ability to handle money and finances which again is another female trait you know a lot of women myself included have been raised to believe that you know you get married and your husband will provide financially for you and you know he'll deal with the funds but life isn't like that anymore 
you know, I live in Australia. It is incredibly expensive, the high cost of living. And most families, including our family, requires two pretty much full-time incomes to cover all our bases. Now, I'm lucky that for the most part, I, I like my job and I like the people I work with and I'm very grateful to be in that position. So, you know, I don't resent work in that sense. I'm actually incredibly grateful to say that I can work. Um, and that's that's a good thing. You know, I think we all need to be able to contribute um, and this is one way that I can contribute you know but there is a lot of shame about the way I contribute towards our spending and our saving and our debt and you know and how I don't see myself in that role um, doing a good job so those feelings of shame and, and whenever money is brought up, oh, I just, I, don't, I just want to look away. I don't want to talk about it. I just find a million other things that I need to do. Then just recognize that shame is there. And, you know, Jeff talks about shame being a cover for vulnerability. It's a really interesting way to think about it because, you know, he is right you know, feeling ashamed basically means that you don't have to feel vulnerable and feel weak and acknowledge your humanness. Um, so this is so humbling, this experience of life and, and opening. You know, we are all doing the best we can with the knowledge that we have and sometimes we make bad choices and sometimes including myself you know I, I, I make bad choices consciously knowing that this is going to bite me in the ass later but you know um, there's this wonderful line in Harry Potter where Dumbledore says and when Voldemort comes back and Dumbledore says um, there will come a time, Harry, very shortly, when we have to choose between what is right over what is easy. And that is hard. And, I, you know, I, I think I've spoken about this before, the definition of integrity by Brene Brown. Her definition of integrity is choosing what is right over what is easy and, 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 and allowing ourselves to not be distracted by those feelings of, um, you know, let's just do something else. Let's allow ourselves to feel those feelings and hold those feelings gently. And, and whatever those feelings are, especially when these are feelings of weakness and shame and vulnerability and fear and scarcity and lack and all those negative, icky, yucky feelings that we spend so much time running away from because, oh God, I don't want to deal with that because it's just ugly. You know, we are there, you know, there's the, there's the cry and there's, as Oprah calls it, the ugly cry, the snotty, harrowing, real cry that all of us have inside of us. All of us at some point have this almost breaking open you know there have been quite a few times in my life um, where that cry 
of utter heartbreak. But it breaks you open. It just breaks you open and it it just reminds you of what is real that we are humans having this incredibly raw experience and there is also beauty in that you know as a mother as a mother who has given birth um both you know the natural i.e vaginal and cesarean experience when you give birth um in the so-called natural way i'm not saying that having a c-section is unnatural you know i had to have it because it was an emergency but when you give birth in that natural state my experience was it felt like being ripped in half from the inside out it breaks you open and then you become whole again you know it wasn't i needed a little bit of help i had second degree no, third degree tearing, and I, I had to um, get stitched up with it. So I did need some help getting put back together again. But after you're done, you have this baby in your arms, and it is so beautiful, and it is so peaceful. Completely different experience with a C-section. With, you know, with my with Charlie, I had a C-section, and they ripped her from my body, and they took all my insides and they dumped them on the outside and then just took that put them all back in and they stitched me up and unfortunately I I had to see the whole thing because I could see the reflection of the surgery and the lights it was insane and when they finally pulled her out she was angry and she was screaming and she was sobbing and she could tell she was so sad because suddenly she was ripped from this you know safe cocoon while with my son you know, he was birthed and afterwards he, they put him on my chest and he just, his little bobblehead, even when he was only minutes old, he had a really strong neck and he could hold his head up and he looked at me while he was on my chest, you know, bobbing his little head away, around. And there was peace. He was so at peace. And this is that feeling you get you feel that fear, I've got giving birth, you feel everything, that fear and that anticipation and that anxiety, everything. And then you get your baby and, you know, with my son, he was happy to be with me. He just looked at me and he was so peaceful. And I... As much as it was incredibly hard, both pregnancies and both labors incredibly hard on my body, um, and in some ways quite traumatic, but still extraordinary. So, I guess my question, my big question to the universe is Am I brave enough? to feel those feelings am i brave enough to open myself up am i brave enough to stand in my greatness i know that sounds ridiculous it sounds ridiculous even saying it out loud but the truth of the matter is i believe that underneath all that stuff that has been conditioned 
that there is a truly great, honest, beautiful soul in the same way that every other being on this planet. Beautiful souls. And that is where our connection lies. That is where we all stand as one. So I need to listen to these feelings, honour these feelings and move in the direction of light. So thank you for sharing this with me. Have a beautiful evening and peace be with you all.